This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science-based health care. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams. And welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Dr. T.J. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. We've got a great show for you today. Um, today, we're going to talk about something that we've had a lot of requests about um, regarding uh, relationships. And so... We're going to talk about how relationships can affect health, um, and this is something that we talk. I talk a lot with my patients about because I don't think they realize like how much relationships affect their health, especially right. like toxic relationships or these enabling toxic relationships, which are even worse than and how like being stuck in the mire of a really bad relationship, even if it's just something like, you know, you you don't get along with your your brother. I mean, those things, that that stuff just eats at you and creates all of this stuff inside your body and can really negatively impact your health. Right. It's something that we talk to patients a lot about and that, you know, once they realize how much it actually affects their physical health, they're like, you should do a show on this. <laughs> this is really important. Yeah, yeah, it's really important. You should. Why, why but it's not this? just bad relationships. I mean, not just relationships that we see as being, you know, quote unquote, a bad relationship. It's also just being in relationships that aren't conducive to growth and change and becoming healthier, because when you know, we've talked a lot about the fact that when people come into our clinic, there is usually a lot of work that needs to be done to get them where they want to be. And if you don't have your closest relationships aren't supportive of that, it makes it so much more difficult. Yeah. And we'll even ask, like, sometimes people will come in, they'll, they'll make comments like, well, I'm here, but my husband's really upset that I'm here and thinks that this is stupid and, you know, a waste of time. And we... We encourage them to bring their husband back with them so we can actually talk to them and figure out what where their issues are with with trying to get help someone become well. And if if they're not on board, if if you're the only one trying to improve your health in your household, it's a much harder uphill battle than if everybody's on board and everybody's trying to make a change for the better. It's way easier when you have some, you know, a group of people that are working with you. I mean, this is the exact reason why in our clinic when we do IVs, we don't put people getting IVs into into isolated rooms all by themselves and just leave them there. We it's a large room. There are multiple people sitting there. They're all communicating and talking. They're sharing about their experiences. They're sharing their lives. I mean, our patients become friends with each other because they they want to know, oh, this is what's going on in my life. This is where I was. This is what I've gone through. This is what's going on with my kids. I was able to do this. Maybe try that. All these different things that, that take place. There's, healing is not just pills, potions, and lotions. It's well, it's, it's not at all in our clinic. <laughs> no, it's not even close. It's 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 coming together and and having positive relationships, and I mean, we hire based on that. I mean, that's the employees that we have are very compassionate people because we right. understand that it's important to have someone that you connect with. Right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we're social creatures, right? I mean, when we feel connected, we thrive. When we feel alone, we don't. It's that simple. Yeah. And I, that's one of the things that we really try to create in our clinic. And um, and I know there are a lot of you know other functional medicine doctors that we've talked to that try to do the same thing because it's so important that 
you know, we try to create a sense of community for everyone that comes in the door because we don't know that they have that at ha- at home, right? Right, right? You need people supporting you in what you do. And that's been very important to us from the very beginning simply because I struggled with that when I was first starting to get well. Um, you know, my parents didn't understand. A lot of people close to me didn't understand. And there's like, can't you just take a pill? I mean, like, it was frustrating because right. I, you know, the route that I was choosing took longer than, you know, just taking a pill and being better, but that wouldn't have ever fixed me. And that is what a lot of people are faced with. And you need support because it's not easy. It's a whole change of your lifestyle a lot of times. Yeah. And and just just that feeling of being alone, um, all by yourself, not having anyone. When When you take people that are socially isolated like that, research shows that they're at much higher risk of developing all chronic diseases. Pick one. And you're at a higher risk if you are socially isolated. If you don't have, you know, close relationships and and friends, you're at a much higher risk of that. And not only that, but you're more likely to consume high amounts of alcohol. You're more likely to smoke. Um, You're more likely to have, you know, no physical activity. So your physical health is down. I mean, this, it, the, the list is just huge with the the negative ramifications that come from not having, you know, close connections and people that you're with. I mean, people that are lonely, their blood pressure is higher, their heart rates are higher, they have more atherosclerosis or hardening of the of the arteries than people who have these good social support systems around them. It's just the way it is. I mean, insomnia is higher, they're more inflamed, they have more infectious disease. They're they have much higher levels of stress, much higher levels of depression, and then you really get into it, and they these people end up with cancer at a higher rate than than people who have a, a social network of close friends. Right. Which, I mean, going through all of that, I mean, clearly this is why we thought it was important enough to talk about. Right. Yeah. I mean, having a social support network. You know, on the other hand, you know, people who are really behind you and that you can rely on improves endocrine immune, cardiovascular, mental health, increases longevity. I and mean, you live longer. Right. I mean, research tells us this. So it is extremely important. I mean, and we can we can use these, you know, when when explorers through, you know, various countries come upon a tribe of people that, that have never really had you know, social contact with the outside world. And then they figure out these people have been alive for 80, 90, 100 years plus. And it's because of their their close-knit tribe of people that they're with. They're not isolated and lonely. I mean, today's society, everybody's glued to a phone. Nobody nobody communicates with each other. Well, they communicate differently, but you still don't have that physical interaction with people at the level that we had even when I was a kid growing up. Right. This was, you know, 40 years ago. Well, and social support or or a lack of social support is a greater predictor of overall survival than, and I'm going to list a few things, overall it's a better predictor than physical activity, body mass index, hypertension, exposure to air pollution, alcohol consumption, or smoking. Those are huge. Those are all things that we know greatly affect your, you know, overall survival rate, Right. Um, people don't generally think of relationships, you know, the amount of relationships, the quality of their relationships is having that big of an impact. I mean, it, and and I look at it as, you know, people that I've known in my life 
growing up who've, you know, been in horrible relationships like they had a, you know, they were married to someone. It was just a terrible relationship or it deteriorated. And like just not only being able to just see the the toll that it took on them, you know, physically and emotionally, but then knowing who they are, you know, 20 years later and where their health is compared to other people who didn't go through that. They're sicker. They have more health problems. I mean, it's stuff that you can see. You can physically see it on them. And I don't know anything about their health other than the fact that, you know, oh, they're dealing with this now. Oh, they're dealing with that now. You can see it. And everybody can. Everybody knows somebody that's that's had that, that sort of relationship and have been through things like that. And you've watched them just deteriorate either in the relationship or once they get out. Right. Well, yeah, because it's not just the number of relationships. It's the quality of the relationships that you have, right? I mean, the positive health effects seem to fall away in negative relationships. We know that. Research tells us that, and we can see that in our everyday life. I mean, um, and, you know, like we had said before, that actually increases your risk of death, which is scary. Only a little bit. <laughs> it's just petrifying. Oh, gosh, I got to have some friends. Everybody's everybody's putting down their phone saying, OK, I, I need to get some friends. Well, in my and life I think now. that's really an important point to make is that, you know, it's not just it's easy to look you, at. You this. scared everybody, Aaron. Right. Well, that's my point. Um, it's it's not just those who are in really terrible relationships. It's the fact that, you know, as TJ had mentioned before, it's that we aren't, you know, we don't have the social networks that we did before. Yeah, it's not even terrible relationships. It's people that have no relationships at all, the complete right. loners, the the people that are out there just trying well, to I mean, do it all by themselves. And how many Why? times does that come up? You know, when you're talking with patients, and you're like, okay, uh, you know, you can bring someone else to the appointment, right? And we encourage yep. people to do that. And people that don't have anybody, and we say, okay, well, you know, who's in your tribe? You know, like who is actually, you know, can you count on to support you? Or who have you talked to about this? And they're like, well, you know, I mean, the number of people who really don't have anybody, um, you know, they have people they know, maybe people they hang out with, but they aren't strong quality relationships. And it affects your health. It does. Because yeah. we need that. I mean, as much as all of us would like to think, you know, we're completely self-sufficient, we weren't made that way. No, we're not. I mean, we're not that way from from birth. Right. I mean, you go to infant studies and look at how out, health outcomes of people when they were picked up and loved as a child and, you know, connecting with people versus those that were just left in a crib or, you know, not really paid any attention to. Those people, those those. Little babies, they don't thrive like little ones that are picked up and loved and cared for. Right. And we know that even though it isn't, you know, fully understood how relationships affect health so dramatically. Right. right? I we mean, don't know. We it, don't know why this is. No, it just I mean, is. It, it could be that having access to emotional support from close friends and family buffers the impact of chronic stress. Well, lower stress. I mean, right. being around people that you like, your stress level's lower than... And people that you're connected to, stress levels just automatically lower. Right. But I mean- Your shields are down. Could that's, also- That's kind of the thing. No, I completely agree. It could be the feeling of connectedness changes your mood and behavior because we see that, right? And we know that that carries a host of physiological benefits. But I mean, regardless of the reasoning, we know that there is an impact. Yeah. 
All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about relationships and how they can affect your health. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123. show everyone if you're just tuning in today uh on the show we are talking about how relationships affect health and we've been talking about all the negative impacts that that lack of relationships can have on your health i mean and today with technology the way it is um we are becoming less and less dependent on other people like their technology is allowing us to do our jobs from places that we would have never been able to do our job even 10, 15 years ago, uh, maybe even less than that. I mean, more and more people, more and more employers are hiring people and allowing them to work from home and they don't have to come into the office. So they don't get the, you know, they don't, they don't get the, the contacts, the, the social relationships that we used to, that we used to get. And it's just, we're seeing this happen, and like there's research out there. They're showing that I think it's uh, in the last 20 years there's been a threefold increase in number of Americans who say they don't have a close confidant. And for a lot of people that maybe didn't grow up with a really close friend growing up, they were you know an only child, and they just were kind of quiet and never really got to know anyone. Well workplace and school and things like that are places, you know, beyond high school, like college and stuff, are places where people met someone that they connected with and became their their close friend. And then nowadays, with jobs going the way that they're going as far as technology, in, improving efficiency and all this stuff, that's great. But it's taking away this human contact. And, I mean, there are people out there that are arguing exactly the opposite, saying, well, they're still communicating, it's just on a different platform. Well, yeah, but as humans, we know that just by touching someone that you're close to, you can help decrease their you know, heart rate, you can decrease stress, you can, I mean, this is why people go get massages. It's, it's that touch, that human contact. And we're not getting that at all, or it's dropping significantly over the last several years as technology is improving. Right. Well, and I mean, we have, you know, several patients, you know, slash friends in our office who are influencers on Instagram yeah. and have talked to us about the fact that, you know, here they have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, but they feel disconnected, even though they're talking to people, you know, all the time. Um it's great in some ways, but it is not a good substitute for, you know, person to person, you know, in person, you know, human contact. Uh, it just it's not the same. And we can see that having uh, an impact on our health overall. Um, you know, and it's not just that we, you know, we are relocating frequently. We're marrying yeah. later. We, you know, and how. Ha- how many times have we had people come in who don't divorcing have, sooner? Right. I mean, well, and you know? that does. And it, you know, that changes, you know, you can go from having 
a, you know, a large number of people that you're in close contact with to losing a number of them, right? Yep. I mean, that does impact, um, you know, your social network. And we've had so many people who have lost contact with, you know, their family, which is sad. But, I mean, we're moving, you know, farther away from our families. I mean, there are a lot of different factors here, but the, you know, the end result is that it's impacting our physical health. Yeah. So, I mean, if we just look at, like, ancestors, like, we, as, you know, go back several, you know, thousands, go back a couple thousand years. I mean, we're talking about groups of people, little tribes that were together, very close-knit. Um, we hunted together. We gathered food together. We, you know, maybe we raised some crops together. And, you know, we spent a lot of time. We relaxed. We, you know, we communicated with these people. There was activity that we participated in. And then, yeah, there there may be some stressful things that happen. Maybe they have to go on a big hunt or they've got to deal with a storm or who knows what's going on or, you know, attacks or whatever it is. But that that stuff that allowed those that close-knit group of people to pull together and bond – and then they they're they're socializing they're you know they're then they are trying to relax together they're they're doing these things as a group to you know basically quote weather the storm and i mean this this stuff happens I mean, look at the times where um say a natural disaster rips through a community say uh the you know a, the tornado we're we're in the midwest tornadoes go through go through the midwest and it goes through a small little community the one thing that you see is that community come together finally. I mean, you have neighbors who may have never really spoken to each other. Now all of a sudden they're, you know, they're helping each other out and they're coming together, but why did it take a disaster for that to happen? This does it we can work on these relationships and have close relationships without relying on a natural disaster to pull us together as a as a group. It's we can do better, right? We can all do better. We can all make an effort to reach out to someone because in the end, it's not about the person that you're reaching out to. It's about you. It's about your health and you know decreasing your stress levels and decreasing your risk of developing chronic disease because you're reaching out to someone to help you, well, right? Yeah. It's, it's, and, uh, it sounds selfish, but... You know that when you reach out to someone, just know that they're going to they're going to be impressed that hey, you know what? Someone reached out to me and is interested in getting to know me for who I am, and then now you've built a relationship basically out of nothing, and who knows where that can go? It can only improve your overall health. Right. And if you can find people, you know, with similar interests, that's again why, you know, we kind of have the clinic, you know, our clinic set up the way that we do it's because open. it fosters relationships between people that we know are going through similar things. Yep. And that can make a huge difference. Um but I mean, it's it's something that is going to take some effort, just like, you know, everything with health. I mean, I think so often we want things to just happen and relationships are the same way. I mean, you're going to have to make some effort if you're going to get anything out of it. Yeah, you you have to make effort, and I don't. It, it's more than just you know look down at your at your phone screen and and type out a text message to someone. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's it's cool when when uh, 
when friends of mine reach out and say, hey, do you want to, you know, how, how are you doing? Okay, that's one thing. It's a completely different thing when, when someone calls and says, hey, I got tickets to the game. Do you want to go? That's a completely different interaction. I mean, we can do better. I, I mean, we could harp on this and, and harp on this, but we could do better because we just don't, unfortunately, we don't do a very good job at at maintaining relationships as a whole. Right. Well, and the fact of the matter is that stress in general triggers our fight or flight response, right? It triggers the sympathetic nervous system. Sure. So we know physically that, you know, blood rushes to your muscles, your lungs, other vital areas, and you get a rush of energy and hormones designed to help you deal with whatever threat, you know, you're faced with. But by contrast, the rest and digest response activates the parasympathetic system and that will have the opposite effect on the body. Mm-hmm. So it will slow your respiration and heart rate. Your blood pressure will fall. Your blood flow um, to your skin, reproductive organs, and digestive tract will pick up, and your stress hormones drop. So, so without the balance, do you? Know- no, I was just going to say that. That's the the whole point. Is then you know, like you were going to say, yeah, the the balance between those two is is important. Without relationships, we tend to to stay in this more stressed fight or flight mode right and, and without yeah without good relationships without good relationships and then and and these bad relationships that you may be involved in and i'm sure everyone can can, can relate to that they they keep you in this this fight or flight stress you know just oh my gosh want to pull your hair out mode but good relationships do exactly what Aaron's saying. They activate the parasympathetic system, the rest and digest, the calm down that helps to manage stress. I mean, everyone wants to think about stress as the, as I always, I tell my patients, what what are your stressors? What, what stresses you out? And and I tell them, I, I, I don't want the gotta do's. And they look at me like, what, what do you, what did you just say? I was like, the gotta do's, the gotta go, gotta do this, gotta do that, gotta go do something else, gotta get the kids up, gotta get to, gotta get them fed, gotta get them off to school, gotta get to work, gotta get home, gotta get the kids to their activities, gotta have dinner, gotta get them bathed, gotta get myself to bed, and then repeat. The gotta do's. We don't, we have too much of that, and everybody thinks that that's what the stress is. But other stresses that sit underneath here are these, the fact that you know. You have a terrible. You're you're involved with a terrible relationship, or someone is. You're you've got someone in your life that's toxic to you from an emotional standpoint. We don't talk about the stress on the body of you know what's it what's it mean when you don't have enough vitamin D when you don't have enough nutrients in your system. What's the physiological, biochemical stress that's going on? And these bad relationships have such a negative impact on the biology and your biochemistry that. It's stuff that you don't even realize until it's until it's too late, until a chronic disease is already developed, until your blood pressure is already high, till you already have diabetes, till you know who knows what or worse, right? That's why manifesting these these and cultivating these good relationships can help to decrease that stress and that internal that internal uh, biochemistry and physiology and help us become overall healthier people. Right. Well, and what's crazy is, I mean, I think so many of us look at that as a luxury that, you know, is great for people who don't have as many responsibilities, right? And I think that's really what the problem is, is that we're not prioritizing I tell people that tell me that, I'll trade my responsibilities for your responsibilities any day. 
And they they look at me funny. I'm like, well, you know, you're asking for different responsibilities. Just because you've got responsibilities doesn't mean that someone else out there doesn't have as many or more. Well, of course, and it's, it's about, all about priorities. But I don't priorities. think people realize how much this matters, right? Yeah, Which right. is why we're doing a show on it. That's exactly right. They don't, definitely don't realize how much it matters. All right, we got to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about um, relationships, and we're going to talk about ways to connect with people. Um, for those of you who are like, well, I don't know how to build a relationship. We'll help with that. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123. And welcome back to the show, everyone. If you're just tuning in today, we are talking about relationships and how they can negatively affect your health. Um, And before the break, I had mentioned that when we came back, we were going to talk about ways to connect with people. Um, There's... There's a there's a few different ways that you can connect with people. Um, the and I mentioned it earlier. Humans need human contact, not just like sitting in a room with someone, but we need actual physical touch. I mean, there's right. The there's, first way is yeah, emphasize touch. Yeah, I was just, I was getting there. Oh. I was gonna I was just talking about the touch. Aaron short circuited me. <laughs> it happens. Just over here tromping on toes, trying trying to tell a story. I, people take notes, and I just telling, sometimes to tell you don't. Story. You just story. go right into it yeah, without telling them. Um, <laughs> no, in this on relationships. <laughs> this is how we work. <laughs> but it's right. The first one is emphasize touch. Now back to my story. We 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 absolutely have to have that human touch. And I told the story about the the infants. Infants who are abandoned at birth and just left alone do not thrive. They don't gain weight. They don't eat. They just they just wither away. And but infants that are that are held, that are loved, that are touched, I mean, they desire it. I mean, think about all of you that are parents out there, think about your little kids. When they don't feel well, they want they cling to you. Right. Well, and I think the important thing is that need never really goes away. We just get better at dealing with it. Right? Well, I don't even know that we get better at dealing with it. We just handle it differently. I don't know that it's better. Well, I mean, it's it's yeah. just different. Yeah. We're quieter about it. <laughs> Some of us. I mean, yeah. It um <laughs> I might not be. But it's important and I really think, you know, this is something we really want to talk about and I'm sure, you know, if we've got any, you know, massage therapists uh out there who are um listening to this, they're like, "Yes, because yes. I mean, this, this shows is what for you. they know, right? I mean, like this is why they do what they do because it's so important and they know that what they are doing is actually, you know, having a huge physiological benefit for the people that come to see them. Um, It's really that important. And um, there's just no way that an email, a text message, even phone calls, they they just don't compete with what physical touch can actually do for you. Right. Touch changes how we feel about surroundings. It changes how we feel about people. It helps create bonds. It helps us communicate emotions. I mean, there's so much that touch does. Touch releases this this hormone called oxytocin, and oxytocin is known as the love hormone. So it decreases stress. It helps with feelings of trust. It creates bondness, a sense of being bonded between partners. I mean, there's so much 
of this stuff that that it has a positive impact. And when we have low levels of oxytocin, that happens a ton in people that are isolated socially, right? And when we have low levels of oxytocin, we have high risk of cardiovascular disease, we have high risk of psychiatric issues, and we have of overall significantly decreased quality of life. That's just from not having oxytocin, which is released when we actually physically touch people. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and I think one of the things that, uh, you know, I really think people can take away from this are, you know, just, you know, when you're dealing with even your immediate family, you know, your spouse or your kids, um, you know, putting your hand on them, giving them hugs. There are things that like we get out of the practice of doing because we're rushed and we are off to the next thing and we don't understand how important it is. But those things are important. We're so good at giving hugs to our young kids, right? Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're, it's much easier, right? I mean, like once they get into the teen years, it's much more difficult, but it's important. And even if, you know, your preteen or teenage kids or older don't act like they want it or need it, they do. They need that physical contact. And so do you. Um, it's just, I mean, so I think, one way to easily implement this in your life is to, you know, make it a point to, you know, hug the people that you care about. Well, that's like that's like our our son, he woke up in the middle of the night uh, a few nights ago and was was crying and threw a fit. I mean, he doesn't wake up in the middle of the night. So, you know, I'm running in there like what in the world is wrong? Because this this kid sleeps, you know, 10, 12 hours a night, which is great. But he woke up crying. Well, I held him for a little while and then he got calmed down. I just laid him back in bed, and all I did was just reach my hand down on him, and he fell asleep in like two minutes. I didn't have to sit and hold him and rock him and go you know, over and over. He just knew I was there. He just needed the touch and reassurance that someone was there, and he fell right back asleep. It was fast. And that's how adults are. We're the same way. We desire that, that physical touch. So if you you know, if you have a need for touch, like if, if you're one of these people that are isolated out there, do things like book a massage, go to a, find a, find a massage therapist in your area that, you know, is recommended someone, you know, gets a massage. I'm sure they do. And right. get yourself a, get yourself a massage. And if you are, you know, in a larger area, they will have massage schools that you can do it very inexpensively. So yeah, for sure. Um, Find out if they have a massage school. Let yeah. them let them practice on you. I mean, they it's it, it will it will help. Another one that's super easy is take a dancing class. Take a ballroom dancing class. You're gonna have to touch a partner at some point. Taking a ballroom dancing class, you may be terrible at dancing and have no rhythm whatsoever. But guess what? Someone else will be in the same boat. They're gonna be in there with no rhythm. Um, so, you know, partner yoga is another one that can that can be beneficial. But anything where you get contact to, with a human person. And, of course, having sex because we didn't mention that. But well, yeah, that's, that's true, too. I mean, but it all. There, there's your license, ladies and gentlemen. Go go <laughs> have at it. Um, well, I mean, anything that has, you know, physical contact is going to uh, to improve you physically. We know that. Um, so yep. there you go. There you go. Even a friendly handshake. Friendly handshake. Um, I said friendly. Well, (laughs) I mean, mean, you could. Not not a mean handshake. Yeah, it could be a mean handshake. (laughs) You know, all those mean handshakes that you give out there. Got to watch out for them. Only a friendly handshake. Only friendly. 
Um, another one that you can, another thing that you can do is help is to just build a, an intimate relationship, and that doesn't necessarily mean you know physically intimate, but like you can build a relationship with a very close friend that you become vulnerable and you you talk about different things with you know just be open and and vulnerable with with someone. You know these negative relationships that doesn't offer that ability to to be vulnerable with someone. We typically in a negative relationship we feel isolated and closed off. And even though we may be with someone, if we're if it's a negative relationship, you're still feeling isolated and closed off. I'm talking about being with you know it's a relationship where you're you're open and honest and you feel like you can tell them anything and they're not going to judge you and and. You know they're they're gonna help you with whatever it is that you may need help with, right? And work on you know incorporating those people into your life. And it may not be you know your spouse or you right. know, I mean it. A lot of times it isn't. Um, and it's amazing to me how many people don't have those relationships because I have those relationships with so many people. I think in some ways it's just a function of who I am. Uh, that you know people know that they can come to me and there will never be any judgment that I'm, you know, always there to support, but kind of, you know, seek out the people that you know who are like that because not everyone is going to be, but we all need to have someone that we can go to and talk things through with and that, you know, you may not be able to force your partner into being that person and that's okay. Um, But, you know, you do need someone because we're all going to go through things and the worst thing you know, you can have is to feel, you know, like you don't have anyone to open up to. Right. And this is not, I mean, if you don't have a relationship like this, this is not something that's going to happen like overnight. It's going to take time. If you've got just got a friend at work and you're like, hey, let's go, you know, you want to go have a drink after work or you want to go grab some dinner sometime or, have, you know, maybe it starts out as lunch, you know, just, just start talking and start building that relationship and that trust and that openness. And over time, it can morph into, you know, a a relationship that's very beneficial for even the both of you, right? And you're being selfish in the beginning because it's about you and trying to find someone that you connect with and can be open and honest with and be be friends with. And, you know, the other person is going to get benefit from that, Well, I mean, and the people you work with, you're spending a ton of time with. I mean, I— I see people I work with more than you. Right. I mean, that's true, right? And there are so many people who I work with that I, you know, have those types of relationships with that, I mean, I know what's going on in their life. And it's funny because I'll talk to other people in our office and I'll be like, you know, well, you know, be gentle with her. She's going through something. And they're like, how do you know? And I'm like, how do you not know? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's all over her face. But like, I mean, it just, you know, but again, uh, you know, seek out those people wherever they may be. And if they're in your office, all the better because you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. Yeah. All right. We got to take another break. When we come back, we're going to finish up talking about how relationships affect health. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314 293 8123. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, today on the show, we've been talking about how relationships affect your health. Um, we, we we've talked about how like 
negative relationships can really have such a, a negative impact on your health and how they set you up for chronic disease and health problems. And it's just pretty astronomical what can happen. But we, then we started talking about, you know, ways that you can, if you're kind of isolated and, and you know, quote unquote loner out there, ways that you can that you can build connections with people and start working on better relationships. Um, the first one we talked about was was emphasizing touch, like just physical contact with another human being can can be beneficial. Then we start started talking about, you know, just the ways that you can build a, a relationship that is is good for you and is a is a healthy relationship. The next thing is is get a pet. Right? Pets are one of the greatest ways to meet people, especially if you're trying to meet people. My gosh, uh, we're dog people. Um, nothing against cats, but we're just dog people. You I take like a cats too. Yeah, cats are fine. Um, <laughs> that was not convincing at all. But, uh, I do like cats. They're fine. I grew um, up with cats, but I don't I... have anything against cats. I'm just a dog person because I mean, if you've got a dog walking down the walking down the street, somebody is going to be like, "Oh, look at the dog! I can I pet the dog?" Blah 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 blah. We have super cute dogs. Well, that's true, but <laughs> but that's. It's just an easy icebreaker because most people that are excited about seeing a dog, they probably have dogs themselves. So there's automatically you've got something in common with someone and that helps you, you know, build, start building that relationship. But also dogs offer unconditional love, right? I mean, oh, they're the happiest ever when right? you come home. I mean, that's why when people lose pets, it's so traumatic because, um, you know, I mean, they're with you. All the time. I mean, it's a huge change to your lifestyle, and they love you no matter what. Yeah. So whether you're having a good day, bad day, they're going to climb up on your lap, or they're going to try to. If they're great big dogs, they may try to climb on your lap, but they're going to try to. They're going to. They're going to love you regardless of how bad your day has been, or how isolated you are, or no matter what's going on, they're there for you 100% of the time, right? But if you're going to choose a pet. Figure there. There's some rules that you need to abide by. Um, these are simple rules. Find something that matches your lifestyle. If you are not one to go outside a lot, and you know you're not super active, and you're not you know high energy, do not get a dog that needs to run about 75 miles a day because they're you know that's just what they need in their life is just this high energy you know kind of dog don't don't do that i mean use some common sense in what you're doing um yeah we have very lazy dogs yes um because while we both are active people i don't like to be active unless the weather is perfect and dogs need uh, that need exercise needed all the time right so um we're willing to exercise in the in the house, in the house. <laughs> um, which is perfect for us. Um, but if you've got a dog that needs to go out and take a five mile run every single day, that's not going to do very well for right. you, um, especially on the days when it's like zero outside and you have no motivation to go out there and do that because you know, right, or raining or snowing, you know, or you know, a million degrees or right. whatever it happens to be. So find something that fits your lifestyle. You've got to be willing to train them. Right, put in time to train them. You don't want an unruly, unruly pet, no matter what it right, is, right? Because that'll cause stress. <laughs> yeah, you'll be it, you'll be stressed. You've got to play time. You got to have time to play with them. Um, you know, that's allowing you to connect and build a relationship with your pet. 
And another thing that you can do if you don't really know what to do, go to an animal shelter and just volunteer, right? Those, the, I mean, that's an easy way to start building building connections, right? So maybe it's not time for you to get a pet, but you could go to an animal shelter and, and just volunteer. Or offer to watch someone's dog. We've had a number of offers. You know, people are like, if you're out of town, we'll totally watch your dog, which is great. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great for them, too, because our dogs are people dogs. Um, yeah. They aren't, you know, they don't care about playing with a bunch of other dogs. But um, they, they don't need- care about playing. They want to sit on your lap <laughs> and do nothing. <laughs> they play. They just. Very um, little. Yeah. No, I mean, they want human contact. And so I think, um, you know, the people. Uh, watching them get to have a dog for a short period of time and then give them back. And, you yeah. know, and we know our dogs are going to have a lap to lay on and right. they're going to be happy. And it's really good, like parents of little kids that want to watch a dog just to see how their kid interacts with an animal to see if that's something that they want to bring into their family as a, as a pet. So it works. Um, and la- lastly, since we're, we're we are getting close on time, um, something that you can do to help build relationships is just volunteer for something that you personally believe in. So it's it's all about finding commonalities with people. You want to be with people. You want to build relationships with people that are like-minded. Um, so if you find a cause that you enjoy and you volunteer and there are other volunteers there, Guess what? You already have something in common. You're trying you're you're volunteering for the quote greater good of whatever it is that you're volunteering for. And it's an easy way to get yourself into contact with people where you've already got an icebreaker. You've already got something in common. You don't have to come up with, you know, things and have these, you know, weird conversations because I mean, that's sometimes that's one of the hardest things to do is is break the ice to actually communicate with someone. And oftentimes volunteering like this allows for there's there's room for conversations to take place that you don't have to come up with topics of okay what am I going to talk about oh my gosh I've already talked about the weather I have nothing else right well and this is one of the reasons why you know book clubs have become so popular but also there are so many faith-based uh you know options if you know I mean People who, you know, get involved with their church, okay, you're, you know you're with people who are, you know, like-minded individuals and, you know, you're getting together in person for different things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and working towards a common goal, right? I mean, you are, and, you know, whatever that happens to be, but volunteering in your church is a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, and when you volunteer, just remember, don't over-volunteer. Sometimes you can get a little in the heat of the moment and volunteer for, you know, 10 different things in that group. And next thing you know, every weekend from now until eternity is booked and then that then it becomes stressful in and of itself. And that's never something that we want to have happen is, you know, starting out with something that is 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 right for us and then turning it into something that's not so good for us. Right. So. I mean, there's there's a lot of things with the relationships. I hope that you have, you know, gotten something out of this. Of this, this is again, we we get lots of requests to talk about relationships and why relationships have a significant impact on our health. And we talk about this with our patients all the time. And hopefully, you, our, you guys out there, you had the opportunity to say, okay, yeah, this is. I understand why this is important. I get it. Um, it makes sense to me. Um, 
I'm going to work on trying to improve my relationships so I can, you know, be a better person or, you know, decrease my stress levels or, you know, improve my health overall because I've got a tribe of people around me now and I'm not just out there on my own. Right. It kind of gives you license to take that, you know, the extra time to actually cultivate those relationships. It's not a selfish thing to do. Self-care no. is extremely important. It is. All right. That's all the time we've got for today. Uh, if you want more information about us, please visit our website, theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Um, call us, 314-293-8123. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, email us. We'd love to hear from you. And that's about all for today's show. For Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening. Wellness 101 has been brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your destination for functional medicine in St. Louis. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123.